0: Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida. Where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. What I need to share with you today is very important on our journey as we continue with Above All Names. And as I told you last week, this series is leading us into our Christmas worship experience that will take place next Sunday, December the 21st, in, bo- in both our 9.30 and our 11 a.m. service. And so, if you would like to come and worship with us, matter of fact, right after service today, the praise team and the band, they're going to be meeting right here in this room. Uh, Teardown team, we're going to tear down everything out there, but the stage will stay intact because they're going to be practicing all this afternoon, uh, continuing to get ready for next Sunday. And you don't want to miss next Sunday as we bring the the worship experience to you above all names. Last week, we looked at the name of God. I told you that he is God. But you do know that there are many, many that claim that they worship another God. There are many that claim to be God. There's many people that, that claim to be Lord, and he is Lord. But there's many people that claim to be Lord. I told you last week how you can go online And for a small fee, you can pay and actually attain the title of Lord. Well, this past week was my birthday. I turned 40 years old this past week. Would you believe, would you believe that somebody sitting here today in our church, they were here last Sunday, heard me talk about that, and they went and purchased the title Lord for me. So I am now Lord Rocky McKinley. The documents are in the mail, they are coming. Anybody would like, would you like to kiss my ring or anything? Anybody? <laughs> Joe and Casey Wheaton, they are not heads and they went and did that and so it is official. There is a, a, a small like five by five piece of land somewhere in the forest in England that is dedicated to me. I do not own it, but it is dedicated to Lord Rocky McKinley. And so you see what I'm saying. Anybody can claim to be Lord. Anybody can claim to be God. And we do know that the God that we serve, Jehovah God, we know that he is God. He is Lord. But when asked by Moses in Exodus chapter 3, what is your name? God responded with two words. I am. Say those words. Say "I I am. That is God's personal name. When Moses said, what is your name? Who do I say is sending me? He said, you tell them I am sent you. God told Moses, he said, don't worry about who you are. What's more important is who I am. I am is whatever you are in need of at the time that you need it. And throughout the Old Testament, God goes by many names, but none are as all-encompassing as I am. I am whatever you need whenever you need it. On the day that I was born, there was a debate over what I would be named. My mom really wanted to name me Ricky Thomas McKinley. Ricky Thomas McKinley. But my brother, who was camping with the Boy Scouts underneath a bridge somewhere in Levy County, he ran from the camp where they were camping when he found out I was born. And he, they said he ran through the little town, the little community, yelling and telling everybody that his baby brother, Rocky, had been born. And so my mom is in the hospital, and and a, a doctor didn't deliver me. The doctor was too late. When he got there, I was already born, so a nurse delivered me. And so my mom asked the nurse, what do you think I should name him, Ricky or Rocky? And the nurse said, well, he looks like a Rocky. Mom said, well, then that's what it will be. And so on my birth certificate, it says Rocky Thomas McKinley. Now they handwrote the birth certificates back then, and so it, it actually is, it looks like an R-O-C-K-E-Y, and that's not how they meant to spell it, but just with the, the type of calligraphy that they use, it looked like an E-Y, and so just a few years ago, when I was trying to renew my passport, it actually became an area of contention, and I had to get some legal document, uh, documents all squared away so that they would actually believe me that my name is spelled R-O-C-K-Y. Now how many of you today really honestly believe I look like a Rocky and not a Ricky? Yeah? I'm a Rocky. Choosing the right name for a baby, it's crucial. Crucial. Some of you parents know what I'm talking about because you've had to go through the dilemma of trying to pick out the right name for that precious little child. And somehow, some way, they grow up and they eventually look like the name that you gave them. I don't know how it works, but it always works out that they they always adapt or or fulfill that name and and the calling of, of that particular persona that you have given them. Choosing the right name for a baby is crucial. But can you imagine choosing the name for the Savior of mankind? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being Mary and Joseph and the the stress involved with picking the right name for God's Son? I mean, any good Jew would have known the Old Testament. They would have known the prophecies throughout that said what he would be called. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There's a lot of names there. The Old Testament said this is what he will be called. In Isaiah 7 and 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, say Emmanuel, Emmanuel, the New Testament confirms this with Matthew chapter one and verse 23 that says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so there it is again, Emmanuel. And and now they give you the interpretation of that, which means God with us. That means God is actually coming from heaven, descending from his throne and is, is becoming one of us, God with us. Now, once again, as I told you last week, I want to remind you that all of these names are descriptions of the Christ. These are descriptions, just like the Old Testament. All the many names of God, they were descriptions of of who God was. And all of these names that I just shared with you, including Emmanuel, is a description of the coming Messiah. But in Matthew chapter 1, an angel on earth declares what his name shall be. His given name, what he is going to be called by others. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, the angel says to Joseph, as we just saw portrayed by our children right here, Joseph was laying right here, right beside me, right here on this stage. He was laying here and the angel looked at him and said, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save the people from their sins. The name is given at this point. What he is going to be called has now been laid into their hands. His name is going to be Jesus. Now, I want to talk about that name Jesus just for a few moments. And and I'm not going to keep you long. We're going to get out of here in just a few moments because I know we've got some children in the room. And they've already did two performances. Some of them are ready to get out of here. And they're they're going to go in just a few moments. But let me talk to you about this name Jesus. This was a common name. Derived from the Old Testament name Yeshua. Yeshua. Our Joshua In our office Often when I go to Josh Bryant's office door And the way his, his computer sits Often his, his chair is, His back is turned towards the door And so I walk in and I knock And as I knock I say Yeshua You know it's Joshua Yeshua And so it's just something that I, I did one day And it's just kind of stuck And so many times I walk to his door And I'll hey Yeshua Yeshua you in there and And, and we'll just continue our conversation. And so now that we have two Josh's on staff, I'm wondering, you know, if, if one is going to be called Yeshua and the other one is going to be called Yeshua Dub, you know, as in J Dub, you know, so we'll figure all that out. <laughs> two weeks in a row, I get to talk about that, but, but we're still trying to figure it all out. As we know from reading the old Testament and the history of Israel, it was Yeshua or Joshua who was sent With the 12 spies, he was part of the 12 sent in to spy out the promised land. We know that it was Joshua and Caleb, only two of those 12 spies that came back and they were speaking with faith that we can take the land. And 10 others said, no, we can't. And because of that, they would have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. It was Joshua, Yeshua, who led the children of Israel into the promised land. He was a great man of faith, a great man of God. And throughout the, the, the story of the Exodus, we read about this man. And so in their hearts and in their minds, they knew from reading history of their nation, this man was worthy. This man was a great, great man. And so it was not uncommon for parents to name their child after this great Jewish man. Let's name him Yeshua. Let's name him Joshua. Let's name him Jesus. It would be like you naming your child Paul after the great Beatle, Paul McCartney. Any Beatles fans? Yeah? I'm not one either, so I don't care if you clap or not. So uh, This may get some of you. Uh, it would be like you naming your child Timmy after Florida's former quarterback that is such a great example of Christian character. Any Timmy fans? Yeah? There it is. There it is. Don't we wish that all Heisman Trophy winners had that same character, right? No, let's just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Send your emails to somebody else. (laughs) Or like parents that they named their sons after disciples like Andrew, James, and John, or Peter. Jesus was a common name derived from Yeshua, Joshua. And so many parents would name their children Jesus. It, it, It kind of helps me. It helps me in my walk with Christ because... I've come to the realization that he left royalty he left heaven he left the throne room to become a common man why wouldn't he have a common name like Jesus as common as his name was though he would live a life that was very uncommon healing the sick raising the dead This man that we read about in our Bibles, in our New Testament, this man that we we study about, the the name that we mention every week, the name that we have already sang about today, that man lived a very uncommon life, different than most people would live. Philippians chapter 2, verses 8 through 11 is a remarkable, remarkable passage of Scripture that talks about his name. And and, and so it's going to be here on the screen. I want you to follow it with me. He writes, and being found in human form. You know what that means. He became one of us. Deity, God said, I will become like you. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You see, this is where it becomes very uncommon. That this man believed so much in his heart that he was the son of God and that he was the sacrificial lamb for humanity that he became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Verse 9 says, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. That's what this whole series is about right here. Don't miss this. The name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, say Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because of his obedience to death, God gives him a name above every name. And at this moment in time, the name of Jesus transforms. It's not the same as it once was. At this moment, it becomes a powerful name. It's not common like it once was. Now this name has, has, has power behind it. It has ability behind it. I, I want you to think about the significance of that name. To some, to some people on this planet right now, it is the most offensive word that you can share. And it, it's frustrating to me as a pastor because I remember the days when I first went into ministry full-time. I could walk into schools and I could talk about Jesus. I could pray whenever I wanted to. But now, now, man, there's, there's organizations and there's people out there that you mentioned the name Jesus and they are extremely offended by this name. I'm telling you, it's a powerful name. It's powerful. I have to be careful. Being a chaplain involved with our Sports programs here in Newberry, and specifically the basketball team, I have been given a, a, lot of, a, a, a lot of freedom to pray with these kids in the locker room. To get that basketball team around me, and every week we pray. Every week, every game we pray. Home or away, we pray. We've been doing this for three years. Every game we pray. You know, there's certain people that if they find out, you know what, they may be sitting in this room today. There may be somebody in this room that they find out that, man, I'm praying with these kids. They're going to be extremely offended by that. Somebody asked me recently at one of the home volleyball games during, earlier in the season, they asked me, they said, will you pray? I said, have you asked, they wanted me to pray through, the, through the, the sound system with all the fans. Everybody in the room would get quiet and they wanted me to pray. And I said, um, have you asked the principal about it? They said, no. I said, well, I'm not going to risk, and you may not agree with this, but I think it's wisdom. I said, I'm not going to risk my ability to come into this school without permission from the principal. If he wants me to pray publicly, then I want you to get his permission. I'm not going to overstep my boundaries. They went and asked the principal. The principal said, you know what? This school that we're playing, there's nobody that should be offended. Go ahead and pray. Now, now listen, you, you give me that green light, I'm not holding back. I'll tell you how I ended that prayer. It's the way I always end a prayer. In Jesus' name. You want to know how to pray? Always end your prayer in Jesus' name. The Bible tells us that he is sitting right now at the right hand of the Father, forever interceding for you and for me. That's what he's doing. That means that when we pray and we mention the name of Jesus, it, it rattles the throne room of heaven. God takes attention to our prayers whenever we pray in the name of Jesus. So they asked me to pray, and I prayed my prayer, just, you know, God, help us have good sportsmanship, keep all the volleyball players from getting injured, God, protect them, help us as moms and dads and fans to, 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 to be respectful of authority in the room, you know, those, those refs that always make the bad calls, you know, it's one of those kind of prayers, you know, I didn't necessarily say it quite like that but that's what I meant and at the end of that prayer you know what I said loud enough where it would echo throughout that gym I pray all of these things in the name of Jesus people don't like it it offends some but there's power in the name of Jesus when God gave him a name that is above every name because of his obedience unto death, even death on a cross, when God gave him that, that 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 ability and that power, that that name is above every name. You say that name right now, and hell begins to tremble. Just take somebody hammering a nail in the wall. You miss that nail head, and you hit your finger. Whether you think it's right or wrong or not, what do you say? Jesus. I know for some that's offensive because you think, man, you're taking the Lord's name in vain. And trust me, that, that is not what it meant when it said in, in you know, the third commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. That's not what it meant. I'm not condoning it. I don't want you to think that. But let me tell you why we yell the name of Jesus when something like that happens. Because there's power in that name. You might be thinking, well, no, I just hit my finger. It makes you feel better, doesn't it? You shout the name of Jesus when you hit your, 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 your fingernail with a, with, a, with a hammer. It makes you feel better. If nothing else, you just get some of the frustration right out. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you're doing in life. If you can ever learn to get to that place of just saying the name of Jesus. People don't scream out Muhammad or Allah whenever they hit their fingers with a hammer. No, right or wrong, they shout out the name that is above every name because there's power in that name. Luke 10 and 17 says that when the disciples returned after ministry, after they'd been sent out by Christ, 72 of his followers come back and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. That meant whenever we are traveling around and we're trying to spread the gospel, Lord, and we encounter demonic forces, that when we say your name, Master, when we say the name of Jesus, when we say that name, even the demons submit to us. In Acts 4 and 12, it says salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Jesus confirmed that in John 14 and 6 when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Maybe you have this bumper sticker on your car. I don't want to offend you today, but let me tell you, it really bothers me when I see a coexist bumper sticker. Don't want to offend you, but don't put the, the, the cross of my Savior... Don't put it next to any other emblem, any other logo, because it is the name above every name. And there is no other way to get to heaven. Now listen, I want there to be peace. I want to be able to respect people and their religions. I, I, I don't want to just try and just force this on everybody. If I could, I would. Trust me, because a lot of people will be saved from hell because of it. But but I, I believe in peace. I, I, don't, I don't want to cause a, a disruption or anything like that. But, but when it comes to Jesus Christ, the name above every name you need to realize that not all roads lead to heaven thanks greg i appreciate that bud maybe the rest of them will wake up not all roads lead to heaven don't ever buy into that lie jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me means when you call on the name of Jesus Christ, that is the only way that your sins are forgiven. That is the only way for you to have communion and fellowship back again with the Father because of our sinful nature, we were separated from God. But Jesus Christ, being obedient to the Father, gave his life for us, obedient to death, even death on a cross is what it said. And because of that, he has a name that is above every name. There's power in the name of Jesus. I remember the first time that I actually remember praying in the name of Jesus. I may have done it before as a child, but the first time that I actually remember praying in the name of Jesus is a life-changing moment for me. I was 16 years old. When I left for school that, that morning, my mom, she had been sick, and she was, she was really sick. She, she had some heart problems and things, and she was in bed. And I remember coming home from school that day, and I walk into her bedroom, and my mom was barely alive. Her eyes were glassed over, and she was staring at the ceiling, and I was not getting hardly any response out of her, just mumbles, if anything. I called my dad at his office. I said, Dad, you need to get over here quickly. And I called 911 and said, You need to, and I gave him the address, you need to get here. And while I was standing by my mom's bedside, I felt something tell me, You need to pray. And you need to pray in Jesus' name. I don't know if it was something that I was taught as a child. I don't know if it was, you know, a, a verse or anything that that just stood out in my mind. All I know is that the Holy Spirit was prompting me at that moment, as a 16-year-old kid, pray in Jesus' name for your mom. So I did. My mom was laying in that bed, at 16 years old. I'd never done this before in my life. I laid my hands on her head and I began praying for my mom. My mom tells the story a little bit different. She says that she, and and, and my wife would tell you, I'm not one that believes in this kind of stuff. But my mom would tell you, she was having almost like an out-of-body experience and she could see me praying for her. And that she knew she was dying. And at the end of my prayer, calling out, crying out to God, With my hand on my mom's head, I ended my prayer with, in Jesus' name. And my mom says at that moment, life entered her body again. She'll tell you that it was that prayer in Jesus' name that brought her back. All I know is that from that day on, that kid, now this man, and as of this past Friday, now becoming an older man. I've always wanted to pray in Jesus' name ever since. Because it is the name above every name. It's that that name that sickness has to flee. It's at that name that demons have to flee. Some of us need to get to the place to where we stop exalting our problems and we start exalting Jesus. We keep magnifying what's wrong, but we need to magnify him. Let me challenge you to do something. Before you get back on social media again and tell the world about your problem, why don't you just get on social media and just simply type the name Jesus and broadcast that to the world and see what happens to your situation, your life, your circumstance. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I believe that there's people here right now in this room that you walked in here with very little hope. For some of you, the hardest season of your life is the Christmas season. It's lonely. For others, you're going into this Christmas season and, and it's quite the opposite. It's not lonely, but there's a lot of people that depend on you. And you just don't have the means. There's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus. It just flows right over. In the Old Testament, God said, I am. Whatever you need, I am. Then you get to the New Testament, and it becomes personal. Emmanuel, God with us. And now you can say his name, and there's power in that name. Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person for service times and directions log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church, for life's journey.